I feel like an actor because they have to like personify the camera. Is that most a, of the time. is that that same? Is that a, <laughs> is that what they do? I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to start my acting career. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I want to wait till I'm like. 35 or 40. Yeah, when most people start their careers. Yes, when most people start their careers. And then I'm going to start acting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It'll be perfect. It'll be great. Just move everybody to California? To nope. Hollywood? No. Nope. You're going to act here. I'll commute. Yeah, I'm going to act here. <laughs> All the movies that are filmed in College Station. You're just going to be We like, had one recently. We Uh-huh. That was the first one that I've seen since moving here. <laughs> Almost five years ago. Uh, so you'd be really busy. I would be very busy. <laughs> or I'll just commute. I don't know. I don't know. I always wanted to be an actor, um, but I didn't. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that was the end of it's that story. It's a fantastic story. <clears throat> I also wanted to be a storyteller, <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Driscoll. And I am your other host, John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way into the sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. One day, the stars aligned and we became friends. We both agreed the industry was a hard one to be in and having friendships with each other was the very best way to not feel alone in this amazing but sometimes really hard work that we do. So we, loving to hang out with others who understand our journeys, started a monthly happy hour for local photographers. Then, realizing we could create an even larger community, decided to join forces and teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the light and dark workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we realized that we would have the ability to have a greater impact by hosting a podcast. And here we are today. So if you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up because it's it's about about to to get get real. It'll be good. Okay, let's get into setting client expectations because that's what we're all here for. Yes, let's do it. Let's start the podcast. Yeah. All right. Okay. It started. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do things. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about setting client expectations this (laughs) week. We've always said that like 10 times. It's fine. Yeah, but this is the first time for the podcast. Oh, no, I just said it. Okay, this is the second time for the podcast. (laughs) And you said it earlier. (laughs) That was for Facebook. (laughs) Okay. That was Facebook exclusive for anyone who's in the group. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Uh, Which you should join our Facebook group. Totally. It's, It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're talking about, we are, we already told you twice, so you should be taking notes. Um, but, uh, setting client expectations is very important, um, because it, I like how you have your notes. So we uh should just be like, these are three tips for setting client expectation. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. Here's the three tips. Or the three three ways? I don't know. Three ways. I don't three know. Ways. Yeah. I don't, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few more ways. <laughs> okay. So the first 
you know, setting your client expectation, the first thing that they're going to see is your social media, your website, all of that. So mm-hmm. um, those things play a huge role in setting up expectations for those who um, follow you and or hire you and all of that good stuff. So you want to make sure that your voice is out there that mm-hmm. um, going back to branding and finding mm-hmm. your voice and being yep. real yep and uh, that you're about me is on there that um uh, yeah so those mm-hmm. are, that would be the beginning stages yes yeah and uh and then also like conveying what they should expect Mm -hmm. from you i mean if if they go on your website and they don't see a single wedding photo yeah uh, that might be a problem if they're trying to hire you for a wedding right yeah if they're like is this a wedding photographer i don't see any wedding photos i'm gonna move on um so like just the the copy and the photos that you post will set their expectations for Mm -hmm. your style um and and real quick as a note whenever we say copy i think a lot like some people may not know what that means because i didn't for a really long time mm -hmm. that is the the words so like copywriters that that doesn't mean that they are like in the photography world when you say copyright like we're talking about like the copyright of your pictures kind of thing but copywriters Mm -hmm. who write things for websites that's what that's referring to so like when you write your about me or on any of the pages on your website or your instagram or whatever it's or your guides all that the written words is is the is your copy i just want i just know some people and then copywriters write the copy copywriters write the copy yeah yeah i guess i i also didn't know copy or i didn't like use the word copy in that form uh-huh. uh, for a long time. I think it was on Jenna Kutcher's... words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. words on your website. On Jenna Kutcher's um, Goldigger podcast that mm-hmm. I first learned about copywriting and like what that meant because she had... Mm-hmm. Um, a copywriter. It, was it Ashlyn, maybe? Uh, yeah. Um, she had Probably. a copywriter on uh, one of her very first episodes um, come on there and like do a whole episode about about that, about writing good copy and all that stuff. And I was like, that's what that means. Cause I'd seen the term thrown around, but I didn't, didn't exactly know what it meant, but mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. That was a while ago. So when writing your copy, <laughs> the words on your website, um, you want to express what you do and what your clients and potential clients would expect from you. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. And then also, um, your work in general, the expectations like mm-hmm. on your on your social media, yeah. on your website, all of those things. Um, if you need to be putting out there, um, yeah, what you're putting out there is what they're going to expect. So you need to understand that if you put that out there, that's what your clients are going to expect, and not veer too far off of that. Because if your clients hire you right. as like a light and airy photographer, and they get their pictures back and they're all dark and moody, they're probably going to be a little upset. Mm-hmm. Or if you only have like the stunning setups that like they're all styled shoots that took you know lots of lots of time and work to put everything together or even just you know stunning couples portraits that you know took a few minutes to get them to this awesome location get them set up get them in a pose throw the veil all the stuff um and then they you know, the day they, of the wedding, the you have the wedding, 15 minutes like, right, and you don't yeah, have time to yeah. come over here and uh, stand by the street. Click. And that's it. And they're expecting these stunning photos. Yeah. Um, you want to set their expectations. So if you can't do the stunning photos every time, 
throw a couple, you know, normal whatever. Um, or, you know, some good, like, close-up photos mm-hmm. uh, that you know, don't need a lot of time to set up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, your first uh, point that um, starts to begin to um, set your client expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, the next point would be consultation. After they've um, filled out the um, contact form, we've set up a consultation and we're talking. And this mm-hmm. is one of the biggest reasons why I want to um, do a consultation with every couple is because I go through my process, like my day of process. I have. I have my timeline kind of memorized of how I typically do every wedding. Obviously, it varies wedding to wedding with, you know, the little changes that, right. you know, I customize for each wedding. But what it, I always say, can I walk through a typical day with me? And then I walk through the whole day. And I've heard people say, like, how do you get your clients to allow you to come an hour early just to do details and I'm like well because in during the consultation I tell them them that's what I'm gonna do that's Mm -hmm. a typical day with me so their expectation is oh this is what all RDP brides have Rachel do I've set that expectation up front so there's no question afterwards as to like oh I want to save some time so for them, it's never a question of having me come later because they, they already know, like they see the pictures that show like the details and all that. And they want that. That's part of that experience. So it's always like, well, we may need to add an hour at the end, you know, that kind of thing. There's that expectations already been set. Right. So I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And even before the consultation, cause you mentioned the, uh, you know, once they fill out the contact form also back on your website, setting up calls to action will set expectations because you need them to fill out that form Mm -hmm. and having that on there will give them the expectation of like, Oh, this is, you know, where are you even located Mm -hmm. or what is the price range of, you know, whatever service you're providing. Yeah. Well, and both of us include our price or at least our starting prices on Mm -hmm. our website. And we've talked about this before, but for me, I feel like that, um, that just creates a, a, a hurdle, I guess. I, I want my, my clients to have had to go through several hurdles to yeah. make sure that they are truly my clients. And um, not to say that I'm trying to make it hard for them to book me or anything, but... But you don't want to waste their time. I don't want to waste their time waste or my time. time. Yeah. So, like, the first thing, like, if they contact me on, like, Instagram or something, I send them directly to my contact page because I need all that information. And so, if they don't fill that out, then, well, I they're not my client because right. I, I need my clients to be communicative and I need them to be able to just jump, like, click a link and jump over and fill out a couple of things because my contact form is not crazy. No. And the, yeah. yeah. I mean, some people's are. Some and, people's are. And those are usually the people who, you know, they're, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a wedding. Right. And they can only they're only taking a certain number. Like if you're only yeah, you doing can afford to have like that big five to ten yeah. weddings a year, then yeah, have a super long totally. contact form because you're gonna weed out people who are not going to spend two minutes right to fill out all your contact form. Because yeah. I've probably weeded out people who wouldn't because I have like other questions about um 
I don't know what questions I have. I have extra <laughs> questions uh, in there just like about, oh, like uh, their ideal date or like what do they like to do on oh, yeah, yeah. date night um, and stuff like that. And so, that's cool. That's beginning to set their expectation as well as someone who is cares about who cares what, what about them ca- and mm-hmm. wants to be like build a relationship with them and doesn't want to just be a vendor on the day of mm-hmm. also. I'm not just like name, email, what's your budget? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, you need those three. Uh, but, yes, consultations, you need to be setting expectations whenever you're um, in person or over video mm-hmm. or over the phone, however you're able to do a consultation with them. You need to be setting expectations of, like, totally. this is, like you were saying, this is what it looks like for all all RDP brides like you're going to have this time mm-hmm. set for details. You're going to, you know, we're going to have this and that, um, just kind of setting up that expectation so that whenever they're working with you or whenever you're talking to them in the consultation, they're like, Oh, that's definitely not for me. Right. Exactly. Then, yeah. Then that helps them move on. And be well, able- and with that, not only do I do that, but then after they book, one of the first things that they get is a set of sample timelines that I've put together mm-hmm. based on either their 10 hour package or their eight hour package, or if they're having a Catholic mass or, you know, just a couple of different like samples that they can look at. And again, it has the same kind of thing. I get there an hour, like an hour for, or I get an hour for details at the beginning. And then we go through all these other things kind of thing. So it wants to again like reiterates that um that expectation of what the day of will look like with me yeah yeah and that's really helpful because uh, i know early on i didn't set any expectations and i had to learn the hard way yeah uh, which is why we're wanting to share this with you all so if you're in that early stage you don't have to learn the hard way and you can you know jump ahead a couple years yeah, um, yeah. but i would have couples who would ask you know um like even just a couple of weeks before the wedding, like, uh, what's the point of doing a first look or are we going to do one or what time do we need to do family photos or how long is that going to take? Uh, yeah. which is a huge expectation that a lot of people have no idea how long family photos are going to take. And they're like, Oh, can we do this one and this one and this one and this one? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, we have 10 minutes to do 15, 20 different family sets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's something that we need to keep in mind as well is that we as wedding photographers go to a lot of weddings. And so this, all, all of those types of things almost seem common sense to us now. Um, but our couples, like this is their, like their only wedding that they've been behind the scenes of, Mm -hmm. even if they've been in a wedding, like they haven't planned one before usually. I've had a few, well, mostly the grooms. I've had a few grooms who've been like, I've never actually attended a wedding that my wedding is going to be the first that I'll attend. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So they have no idea. Yeah. They have no idea what to expect. And, and you as a photographer should be setting that expectation before they have to ask those questions um so that they felt feel taken care of and there's no like resentment for feeling like you should have been doing something mm-hmm. or whatever like you you get ahead of that um and um because what what's that saying about expectations like it's know. a good one I, I forgot something about like i don't know i don't know like set them well, just that like expectations can destroy relationships is the basics of what the saying is talking about because 
Uh, like unsaid expectations. Unsaid expectations. Yeah. yeah. So like that, I think that goes with any kind of relationship that you're in. So if, if mm-hmm. you're in a client relationship and you don't set expectations, there's always unsaid expectations. Always. Like everybody has expectations for everybody else. It's human nature for us to have expectations. So if we get those out in the open first and foremost, then you've set up, here's what here's what you can expect from me. Um, then you don't have later on them being like, well, I expected you to do X, Y, Z and you didn't do that, Mm -hmm. but you didn't set any expectations for them. So then they were within their rights to think that. And then Mm -hmm. you have, you know, angry or frustrated clients that shouldn't be. Um, so it's important. Most of the, uh, most of the questions are not really questions, but like complaints that I see in a lot of uh, photography Facebook groups um, are unset expectations mm-hmm. where they're like, well, you know, they didn't provide me with a vendor meal at the wedding. And like, well, did you talk about that? Yeah. Is it was in it your in contract? your contract? Did yeah. you even, I mean, I don't have it in my contract that I need to be fed, but I talked to them and it's in my, my wedding prep questionnaire. I'm like, will there be food provided for the photography team? And I've had a few that said no. And I'm like, all right, cool. They've set expectations for me because I asked them. Yeah. So then I'm not showing up and like, uh, where's my food? I'm really hungry. I didn't bring any snacks. And I know, okay, for that wedding, I'm going to need to bring snacks. I'm going to need to bring some protein bars or something to get Mm -hmm. me through, you know, an extra Red Bull, whatever. I know. You know what I should do is instead of, (laughs) I should be like, you don't have to provide me a vendor meal because I'm a vegan, but you can definitely provide me with a case of Red Bull. Just kidding, but not really. No, but but seriously. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> but actually, provide me with coffee and Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, setting those expectations, uh, I mean, in your contract, that's what contracts are, are setting expectations of this mm, is what you yeah. can do with the photos. You can't go sell these photos later on because in the yeah. black market of wedding photos, that, totally. you know, everyone Everybody wants to does. sell their wedding photos. I've tried to sell mine. Didn't work. No one wanted no. to buy it. No. It didn't get they didn't like me. Yeah. Too yeah. bad. No. Yeah. I, and that's, I've, I've heard that said before of like, why should I have, why, why does it matter if I have people sign contracts, not necessarily for wedding photography, but other um, types like family sessions and things like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, for that exact reason, like you want to set the expectations of here's what you can expect from me. And here's what I expect of you. That way it's out and open from the get go. And nobody has to like, you don't have to come out later and be like, you were supposed to pay by this date and you didn't. Right. And they were like, well, I didn't know. You didn't oh, tell yeah. me. Yeah. You I know? had, I had a ton of those early on where I didn't tell them when they needed to pay. So then I would follow up with them and be like, hey, so uh, your payment's late. Can you go ahead and send that in? They're like, I didn't know it was late. You didn't tell me. Yeah. Uh, Which is why I have an automation now that sends them a reminder email, even though it's in the contract, even though we've already talked about it when they booked. I do the same thing. But I mean, they booked months and months ago. Yeah, I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, they're not like, oh yeah. Yeah, and I tell my couples in the beginning, like I'm going to send you an invoice as soon as you book for the final amount, but that's just 
just for your records. You don't have to pay it until that 30 days prior to the wedding. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also going to send you a reminder that your invoice is coming up for payment about a week to two weeks prior to its due date. That way you can prepare for it because it doesn't matter if they have budgeted or it it could be that dad's paying for it and Mm. bride has to send dad the invoice and all of that stuff. So it's just best to like... So that's yeah. another way to set expectations. Or they've got well. money in different accounts. They're like, they we have need to move, move this over. over. It's going to yeah. take a few days. Right. we got to go to our Switzerland account, whatever. Totally. Wherever the money is. And Offshore account. <laughs> we got to dig up this box bars. of gold in the backyard. <laughs> We've been listening to too much. <laughs> yeah, don't hide it under the, the mulberry bushes. Uh, and don't let somebody pour a, a tennis court. A tennis court <laughs> Build over a tennis court over Half a million dollars. <laughs> ridiculous. If you don't know what we're talking about, then you haven't been listening to what we've been yeah. telling you that we're loving, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think I'm on the last episode Finally. of, of uh, Disorganized Crime. It's about time. Is that the, that's, that's the, the name. name. That's, the, that's name. the name. Sounded wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Maybe it is the last. Maybe I just finished it. Mm. I don't know. It didn't feel complete <laughs> then i don't think you did because no. I, th- I felt like she did a good job of wrapping it up yeah okay anyways yeah. Uh, anyway <laughs> that's for a different segment yeah okay yeah so we're not we're not really doing my idea which is yeah three tips we're just we're just going through it it's fine yeah well, we, we've talked about website tips we have we've talked about in-person tips yeah oh that's true and now now we can talk about email, email tips, tips. There we go. Those are the three tips. Those are your three, three ways to set client expectations. Yes. Uh, yeah. Create a graphic and throw it on Pinterest or something. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, all that time we have. Yes. Um, emails. Emails. If you have a client management system, you should have workflows, which means you should have email templates. Mm -hmm. And you should have email templates for every stage of, you know, your walk through your wedding photography, you know, time with your couples. Um, Or whatever industry you're in, you should have... I recommend you have a client management system and workflows um, yeah. so that, you know, one of the first things I do is send them. Actually, I tell, I tell them in the beginning, I'm going to bombard your email <laughs> this one time. I'm going to send you like five emails um, and never again. You won't hear from me that much <laughs> ever again. I won't like go crazy again, but they're really important emails and I separate them because if you have them all on one email, like who's going to sit there and read like a five page email mm-hmm. or click I a link wouldn't. and then go back to the email. I would not I yes. don't do that. Yeah. So I separate them also. Like I, I have my timeline, you know, uh, samples and my engagement session questionnaire and, um, and guide and all that. And then I've got, you know, my, uh, Oh, follow me on social media. I'll follow you back because I give them the opportunity because I'm I, and I tell them I want to follow them, but I don't want to assume that they want me following them. I feel like that's right. important as well because some people value privacy and they don't want you following them. Mm-hmm. But I tell them if you follow me, then I'll take that as a green light that you want me to follow you. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 So especially on like Facebook. That. I'm like, I'm not going to go send you a friend request. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that's creeper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially in Facebook or Snapchat. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe especially add Snapchat. On, add, add me on Snapchat. Add me on Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even. I, I don't never know. get on Snapchat until, no. unless I like, somebody's like, oh, I put something on Snapchat. And I'm like. <sighs> yeah. That's the only time I'm like, I got to download that app again just to check out this thing. What's my password? I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So all of those that is like you want to be setting those expectations through email of Mm -hmm. like the engagement questionnaire that you talked about Mm -hmm. that's setting expectations for their engagement shoot Uh, because you don't want your clients to be asking you questions right you want to answer the questions before they even have them because one that makes you sound super super professional yeah even if you can't say the word (laughs) (laughs) and that's one of the number one feedbacks that I get from my couples is that they felt very taken care of and they were really impressed with my organization and the ways that I answered questions that one, they didn't even know that they needed to ask and two, Mm -hmm. that they had that they didn't have to ask that I'd I'd answered it beforehand. So, you know, and that's going to go a long way when they're referring you to other people as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. When they're like, oh yeah, they... They, they answered all the questions that I had mm-hmm. and didn't even know that I needed to ask about my engagement session because I'll, I'll send out a, a wardrobe guide and then they're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about wardrobe yet, but mm-hmm. this answered questions because I didn't want my fiance to wear this crazy plaid whatever thing that he has. Um, and then yeah. it's really helpful. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And setting timelines for like when should you take your engagement photos? Because mm-hmm. some of them are like, I don't know. I don't even know when to send out. Yeah. Save, save the, the dates, dates or, or my invitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So set yourself up as an expert in the field. Yep. Yep. And that's the best way to do it. It definitely is. Um, also, if you're sending emails with leads, like tell them how to book. Mm-hmm. Don't just wait for them to say, hey, all right, we want to book with you. How do we do that? Give them all like pretty much every single email that I have that goes out to a potential client I am telling them like you know click right here to go ahead and book or uh, you know I can put together this quote for you and then all we need to do is this and this and then you're good or to secure your date is just this retainer and then a signed contract Mm -hmm. and like I'm spelling it out for them because again probably the first time they've ever done this every vendor has different ways of doing it maybe their venue did something different and they're like i don't know how photographers do it i don't know how bakers do it yeah and they they're going to be asking you questions and if you can answer those questions before them they're probably going to book with you a lot quicker than if they're talking to another photographer who is answering those questions early and they like their style too. And their pricing is about the same as yours. They're like, Oh, well I already know how to book with them. I'll go ahead and book Mm because I'm going to have to ask a bunch of questions over here because they're not very helpful. So if you can be super helpful and answer those questions before they have them, they're more, more likely to book with you. Um, and they're more likely to be happy mm-hmm. and refer you to other people later on. Yep. Totally. Yep. I told you we were going to get through this fast. I know. Yeah. We, I feel like <laughs> that last, while I was talking, I was mentally thinking, man, I'm talking really fast. <laughs> I don't know if it's just that the I'm espresso. tired or if it's the espresso or what. I think it's I maybe got, a combination. Could be a combination could be. of the two. Yeah. Um, but, 
Um, yeah, another thing that I do is I set their expectations for printing their photos. Ooh, yeah. Like, from the mm-hmm. beginning. I mean, it's on my website that I don't want their photos to die on mm-hmm. their computer or in a Facebook gallery or whatever. I, so true. Yeah. It, one, like, I try to talk about how amazing photos feel and, like, flipping through your wedding album and just holding that in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I meet with my couples in person versus yep. over uh, yep. video. I always bring my sample album. Always bring an album. Always bring some prints so they can actually feel the difference. And they're like, oh, this doesn't feel like the CVS prints that I have at home. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> no. No. That's why they're more expensive, too. But if you can set those expectations uh, of, you know... Yeah. I want you to print. Yeah. I want you to have an album. I want you to have prints. I want you to put a canvas on your living room, whatever, and just be talking about those things. Then that's going to it goes a long set way. them in the right direction uh, to where they're not just going to take your photos and throw them up on social media and then be like, hey, we just celebrated five years. We should probably print a photo, but we yeah. don't know where our USB is. And yeah, uh, which I've had those emails before. Me too. Because they didn't listen to those expectations I gave them. I know. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, it's fine. We'll just CVS print this stuff. And then those started curling and yellowing and nasty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's true. But yeah. It uh, makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. But if you can, when you meet in person, bring samples because that goes a long way. Because you can tell someone oh yeah, I use this professional lab and it's, you know, amazing quality, whatever. It's got this... Yeah, that's all you know, talk this, unless they this see it. This coating that, you know, reduces fingerprints and if you spill water or something, it's not going to run yeah. and all that. But then whenever they get that congratulations Shutterfly, you know, 50% off thing, mm-hmm. they're like, ooh, but Shutterfly is like 11 cents a photo. I will print there. And Shutterfly. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's a place for Shutterfly. Is there? Uh, yeah, and other people's, <laughs> other people's lives. Um, <laughs> I've actually never, I don't think I've ever printed anything through them. But I have done CVS before for, you know, yeah. our, our photos, which some of them I have thrown away. And yeah, I would say that, like, CVS, Walgreens and stuff, like, it's hit or miss with them. Like, they mm-hmm. could, you can get lucky here and there. But probably most of the time, it's not going to be great. They did a great job with my passport photos. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? They did a great job with what? (laughs) With their little Mm -hmm. point and shoot that they came out. I was like, really? This Uh, is what I have to pay extra for for you to use your point and shoot mm -hmm. and me to stand seven feet away from you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just got that done at, at the passport place instead of like at the post office instead of going to like Walgreens or anything Mm. I just had them do it while I was there yeah that's probably smart it was only a few dollars more and I just felt like why I don't want to have to figure out how to do it all and how to like what if I brought in something and it was wrong and I spent that Mm. money and then I have to respit and just I was like whatever I'll just pay the 20 bucks yeah for a stupid passport photo (laughs) it's fine it's cool it's fine I feel like we should be able to take our own passport photos you can you 100% can. I will. <laughs> I'm going to renew my passport right now. It doesn't expire for like 
eight years, but I'm going to renew it. <laughs> it tells so you can... how, like, I've, I've taken them for I've, other people before. I just I've looked up, it. yeah, I've, I've looked it up. Uh, it's I like, why? Know. Just go, just have, you just, it's fine. Yeah. Just tell them to do it. It doesn't have to be a good picture. No, no. I did, I did half smile in this one though. So it's much better <laughs> than my. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I look whenever I get off my international flight. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Uh, but I didn't want to go with the mugshot look that I went for for my driver's license. Oh, totally. It was good. Yeah. I think my last driver's license picture, I had just had Madison mm-hmm. like a week before. Mm-hmm. So I was in that nice puffy phase. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I was probably the heaviest I've ever been. Uh, and I thought that I was just going to be able to use my last photo. Sure. But apparently when you turn 30, you have to get a new one, a new photo or something. You can't use your 18-year-old photo oh anymore. Oh, my God. Where's my I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they made me take a photo. I was not ready for it. And I had, like, <laughs> I'd been wearing a hat, so my hair was, like, smushed down to my head. And I had a nice crazy like neck beard going on oh and I just gosh. like scrunched up my face. I was like, I'm just gonna make myself look as fugitive as possible. <laughs> so whenever like, something pull you happens over and to look me, at you. yeah. And this like, guy looks like he's guilty of something. Yeah. <laughs> or or they're like, wow, <laughs> you've really improved your life, haven't you? You looked terrible back then. <laughs> I will have to show you. It is, okay. it is a horrible. I'm, I don't I have my wallet on me right now. But it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's about it for yeah. setting client expectations. Unless anyone who's watching on Facebook has any questions. Type them in. Uh, we did forget to tell you that earlier. But uh, you, can an- you can ask any questions and we will answer it right now. Yeah. Um, so let's just jump into our, what are you loving? What are you loving? Still magicians. Still magicians. <laughs> and the office. I think I'm finally I in the, the... finally finished the first season of magicians. <gasps> Yay! I think so. I don't know. I'm so watching on Netflix, on so it's just like... you haven't started on the second one yet? No, I, I think I'm in the second season. Oh, okay. Because there, it seemed like, because uh, Netflix just like, it starts the next one, so I don't what? really know if... Yeah. What are you... They're in Fillory. They're Everyone. in Fillory. Everyone's in Fillory. Everyone's there. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they're present day, so they're not in the past anymore. Okay. So has... Is that before or after Reynard? Has all that happened? I have not heard the word Reynard oh yet. Oh my gosh! So I am like I don't know where this comes in, but... For you to get that. It's probably this next episode. It's got... It's got to be coming up because you've already been doing the one with the guy in the... The, and Katie and her doing the doing the time magic. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's a long. Okay. I don't know, but okay. It's yeah, up. Magicians is good. Yeah. I like um, the first season. I, so with The Office, I have watched the first like four seasons like so many times, but mm-hmm. I realize that the last few seasons I have not watched as much. Same. And yeah. so like I'm, with uh, whenever Jim and Pam have kids. Yeah, and when Andy I becomes really the manager know. and all that good stuff. And mm, so mm-hmm. like I got into that point because we just have it on repeat since you know friends went away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I just was like oh, I forgot about all this. It's so good. 
I like it. Yeah. The Office is great. It's one of my faves. Yeah. That's pretty much... Oh, oh, and... Ooh. I have been listening to Beyond the Secret. Is that... Oh, Beyond yeah. Secret? Yeah, Beyond, Beyond the Secret. Beyond Ace the Fanning. Secret. Oh, my gosh. I'm mm-hmm. addicted. It's so good. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. already listened to four episodes. Uh, not great for sensitive ears. No. Uh, he does give a warning at the beginning of he that does. episode. No children should listen to this podcast. No. Ever. No. no. Ever. No. Um, or anyone who's easily... Uh, offended? Offended or squeamish about... Sure. Um... Anything. Anything. Uh, mostly sexual things. Yes, but uh, there's a lot is... of like interesting relationships and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it is so interesting. So if you guys do not know Ace Fanning, he's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a also a photographer. He's a photographer, and I mean, I've been following him on Instagram for a long time. I think you told me about him. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember like what you told me about him that made me go follow him. Maybe his stories, because his stories are usually pretty interesting. He has really good stories. Yeah, and I started watching his stories again recently, and I guess I always miss the ones where he was talking about his podcast, because I did not realize he had a podcast. He, yeah, he kind of talked about it at first, whenever he first started it, and then he created a separate Instagram for the Maybe podcast. Maybe that's why. And okay, because I haven't seen it. Yeah. He doesn't talk about it that much. Gotcha. Okay, so then we were at dinner with some friends the other night, and mm. one of our other friends, who's also a wedding photographer here in town. Hey, Jamie. Yeah, suggested this podcast, and I was like, all right, I'll listen to that. And so what he used to do in his stories is he would put like a box and say like, tell me your secret. And it's like anonymous, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, he created a podcast off of that. Yeah. So it's just and like does, random like, people. Follow up interviews yeah. anonymously with all these people who are giving like these really crazy yes, juicy like, secrets. Yes, not holding back anything. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. Yeah. So. It's, That's been my new... I've been listening to that while I was editing a lot yesterday yeah. and today. Yeah. Yeah, whenever Jamie mentioned that, I realized... Because I uh, recently switched over to Spotify for all my podcasting. And so you haven't listened was, to the, the last few? I have few. not listened to the last few. So last few. that was... I I listened to the last three. Actually, the last two were really rough. The Mm. one before that was just really interesting. It was about Mm. a girl who didn't realize she was pregnant. And like like a true, like, went into the hospital thinking something was wrong with her. And then walked out with a baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she had gone to another hospital a couple weeks before that not feeling good. And they had done pregnancy tests and they had come up negative. Oh, wow. And so they were, she was like, no, I'm not pregnant. There's no way. Like when she went to that hospital and they did an ultrasound anyway. And they're like, I think you're a little further along than you think you are. (laughs) Maybe nine months. Like having the baby today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. She was like. Because I've seen uh, or heard stories and like seen pictures and stuff. Yeah. When they had that like show on. Like the, the, I didn't know I was pregnant uh-huh. show. Yeah, but I was like, are those real? I think right. those are fake. I'm like, but like some people carry babies in a way that you can't Well, that's tell what that she said. She was experience. like, you can ask my hairdresser. I went in to go get my hair done. And then six weeks later, the day of the, like when I went to go, like it was like two weeks after I had my son, I had to text her and be like, um, I'm bringing my son. I'll tell you the story when I get there. <laughs> she was like, she was like, nobody, like I didn't look pregnant and mm. I didn't, she was like, the doctor said I must've just carried in my back, like really way far in. I'm like, yeah crazy 
And she, she was like, I mean, I gained 15 pounds, but I thought I was getting fat. So I was like not eating because she was like 21 in college, you know? <laughs> yep. Uh, freshman 15 or freshman baby. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good podcast. To it check is. Out. Yeah. It was really interesting. So those are my, those are my things that I'm doing right now. That's what I'm cool. loving. Nice. And this Red Bull infusion is pretty fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tipsy Bean, mm. they do it right with the Red Bull infusions. And their Cortados. I judge... Pretty much anything you get there is really good. Yeah, it is really good. I judge uh, coffee shops on how well they can do Cortados. All uh, right, Tipsy Bean, you win. Yep. Or if they know what a Cortado is. There have been a few coffee shops, Starbucks, I'm looking at you, that I walked in, I'm like, hey, can I have a Cortado? And they're like, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, I'm going to teach you how to make it, and then I'm probably not going to come back. Uh, but now I know what to order at Starbucks if yeah. I'm going to a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's in my phone. I don't remember how to say it. Gotcha. But what I'm loving, uh, other than this uh, Cortado I'm drinking right now, is Manifest. I started oh. the second season of Manifest. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Manifest. I yeah. started watching that. With the plane. And then, yeah. Um, it, like, skipped five and a half years uh-huh. and then it landed, and it's really interesting. Kind of some semi-Lost vibes, uh-huh. which I love because I loved Lost. I never watched Lost. That's oh, good. I've heard. You should watch the first four seasons. Why not? It gets weird, and then they... It's not always weird? It's always weird, but it's always interesting. And then after season four, like five and six are just... I don't understand what's going on. Why is this happening? And then... Because I, I watched Lost whenever it was on happening. ABC. Live. Yeah. And we would like we would get a group together and we would watch every week. Gotcha. And then there were the promos and they're like, this finale is going to answer all the questions that you've had. And then after the finale, we're like, well, I have more questions. You didn't oh, answer no. any of the ones that we had. And we were all angry with J.J. Abrams for a, while, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There's a bunch of Reddit things and YouTube sure. that you can... Never really gotten into the whole Reddit thing. I haven't either, but the... You just know about them? I, I know about Reddit. <laughs> uh, and then also people like screenshot Reddit and put it on Pinterest. And sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And then they tweet it. And, you know, it's just a big braid of totally. social media. Um, but yeah, Manifest is really good. And season two, um, a local from College Station is in it, uh, Garrett Waring. I think in, that's how you say it. Yeah. In, he's in one Manifest? Of the, yeah, he's one of the main characters. Now. Nice. Or one of the like uh, secondary characters, I guess. He's more... I think he comes in like episode two, and then he's pretty much in every episode since then. That's really cool. Yeah, so it was it was cool. I remember him saying that he landed that job like over the summer or the I fall like... or whenever they were recording it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's exciting because I actually like this show, and then he's in it. That's very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um. So that's pretty much what I'm watching. That magicians and uh, I recently joined a Patreon. Okay. Yeah. For uh, for Jason Vinson. Okay. Uh, he's a photographer, Vinson Images, um, and he does. He does not. What's his Patreon for? Uh, his Patreon is for uh, like creative lighting and editing and. Oh, okay. 
all that kind of stuff. So he does uh, screen shares and will like show the raw, like straight out of camera. And then he'll say, you know, and this, I'm doing this, and this is what I was looking for whenever I was shooting this, and this is why this, and then he edits it. And then it's just like, wow, that was amazing. And like the raw images don't look <laughs> any different than the ones that I take. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I can make this happen. Gives me gives me a little bit more hope of like, okay, I'm not too far, not too far from that. Um, but his uh, his Patreon is really good. Cool. Um, and he was one of the speakers at the Creative Summit a few weeks ago, or awesome. like a month ago. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying that. He just started it a couple weeks ago, and I just joined. And there's a few videos up and uh if you're interested in joining it's at a super low rate for like the first few people it's like 10 okay. bucks a month or something ah okay so, instead of 50 so we'll put the link to that in the show notes yeah that'll be in the show notes um but yeah i guess everyone on facebook um if you don't listen to us outside of facebook you should search for the light and dark photography podcast on itunes or spotify or stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts um these go live every monday um at some time mm-hmm. usually morning ish um, I think I got the last one out in the morning. You did. I, think so. I yeah. And yeah. it was funny, y'all. It was funny. I was listening and I was cracking up. I was yep. like, <laughs> is it weird that I'm laughing like with at my, myself? At myself? That's weird. <laughs> but it was funny. I was like, I boxed John. And I was like, we're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> y'all so. think we're funny, right? <laughs> right. Right. Or we just <laughs> tell us we're, we're funny. just like, we're so funny. We're so funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, follow us on there. Uh, ooh, hey, do you want to pull up iTunes and see if we have a new review? I just looked yesterday. Oh, okay. Your tone uh, sounds like we still don't have another one. Y'all should leave us a review. Just review If you us. think we're funny, like we do, <laughs> you should leave oh, us a okay. review. I don't know. <laughs> But regardless, uh, but yeah. Or if um, if you've had anything like taken anything away from this podcast or the community on Facebook that you're like, this is really great. I really like this. Just leave us a review. We would love that. Uh, we'll definitely give you a shout out um, here on the podcast. No, no new reviews. All right, cool. No. Uh, we do have a five-star rating, though, with the two reviews that we have. So thank you to the two people who have reviewed us so far. Uh, but yeah, totally. find us on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, also, the show notes for this episode are going to be on our website, uh, lightdarkco.com yep. slash podcast. Um, and then this one will be slash 14, I think. I think so. Um, or just go to slash podcast and then you can see all of them in like a blog style and just click on whatever episode you want. All right. Well, yeah. I feel like that's about it. I think that's it for, uh, for Facebook. Yeah. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows, scroll down till you get to our podcast, Light and Dark Photography Podcast, and then scroll to the bottom of that 
and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and you know, maybe hit that five star, um, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much and we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. We really hope we gave you some insights into setting client expectations. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield and you can find me on Instagram at allheartphoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 14. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. Bye.